Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live where our mission is to provide you the information, education and resources that can truly help you when caring for an elderly loved one. We provide you the facts and only the facts in a very educational way and there's just simply no other program like this one. I am so proud of this program. I just can't hardly stand it. Uh, I'm Steve Keeker. I'm your host and president of Senior Care Consulting. Just want to thank you for joining me here today. I really and truly appreciate you tuning in today uh, and that means a lot to me. So thanks again very much. If you have questions about the program or maybe how we can help you and your family, you can call our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget to visit online the website. You can find it at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And if you do visit online, be sure to connect with us socially on Facebook and Twitter. We do a lot of communications through social media, and you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And before we get started, just to get something and a little bit off my chest. You want to know what the very best thing about today is besides this program? There are only three more days left to suffer through all of these political ads. And all the people said, Amen. That's right. Amen. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. All of these ads, they're killing me. Killing me. So anyway, three more days and then we can all exhale and take a big breath and relax and not get bombarded with all this stuff. Oh my gosh. It's worse this year than ever, I think. So anyway, on to bigger and better things here. Just want to say thanks to everyone who attended the 2016 Senior Care Symposium. It was awesome. It really, really good information. We had a great time uh, and met, met many of our listeners uh, in attendance. So it had a good time and that was so successful. We may be doing some more of those in the future. Uh, we certainly had a lot of people request uh, additional uh, additional symposiums in the future. So we may take a look at that. So stay tuned. And if we do, you'll definitely hear about them here on Senior Care Live. So had such a great response uh, on one of my topics that I presented how to remain independent at home, I thought, you know, we haven't talked about that for a little while here on the program, so I thought I would cover this in the first segment, uh, not in a huge amount of depth, but uh, it's really good information. So 
Again, if you think you have, you know, hey, I've got great Medicare coverage, and so that'll pay for a whole lot of home care. Well, yes and no. All right. It's actually, it's a great benefit, but it's pretty limited. So Medicare will pay for Medicare certified home health agencies to come into your home and provide uh, skilled nursing and rehab therapy services. So uh, a nurse can come into your home and help with some education, wound care, some other things, post-operative, you know, checking on your stitches, and just a lot of skilled nursing uh, visit uh, type of services. And then on the rehab side, you have physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and they'll come into your home. But you need to understand all of these folks coming into your home, medical, skilled medical professionals, they're going to come into your home one to three times per week. It is pretty normal. Uh, you could have daily skilled nursing visits, but pretty normal one to three times a week on the therapy side for sure. And they're going to be in your home for about 30 minutes to maybe an hour, and then they're out. So Medicare does not pay for hourly care in your home. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. So I wanted to cover that. Number two, uh, the hourly side comes from home care home care companies, so non-medical in-home assistants, and they do a lot for you. They're, they're there to primarily help you with your activities of daily living. So they can help you with your you know, bathing, dressing, grooming. Uh, they can make meals for you, do your, your laundry, uh, some light housekeeping. Uh, they can also maybe run some errands for you or just provide companionship. And, uh, and there's a lot to that. So, Home care companies, I mean, it's a great resource. One of the challenges in our area is that depending on who you talk to, there's somewhere between 200 and 300 of these services in the greater Kansas City metro area. I mean, wow, that's an overwhelming number. And so, uh, and, and so be, choose with caution. Okay. So it's my firm, senior care consulting, know your options, choose with care. Do that with home care as well. The cost average is somewhere between about twenty to twenty-two dollars an hour, plus or minus a dollar. Okay, so it's it's a pretty tight window in there, but that that'll get you real close. And um, if you increase to twenty-four hours a day, okay, there's usually a break for for night times and, and some weekend work, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about twelve to fifteen thousand dollars per month. So home care is a fantastic option. For a lot of people, and but when you get up into some of those higher levels, it it becomes really really expensive. So just keep that in mind. Another option: private duty nursing, and this is where you have uh, registered nurses, uh, you know, RNs, LPNs, and CNAs coming into your home, providing more of a medical based assistance in your home. So uh, if you need more of a medical based uh, assistance. Uh, in your home, you're looking at twenty-five to seventy-five dollars an hour. That's uh, that's a big range, but you're going to pay a lot more for an RN than a CNA to come into your home. That's just how it goes. And uh, in the RN is probably going to be doing a lot more of a medically uh, necessary or complex uh, service for you and offering that. So uh, it's expensive. All these things are expensive, but they are available. Number three. I want to touch on this. Excuse me. It's actually number four. We talked about Medicare certified home health, uh, non-medical in-home assistance, what I call home care. Private duty nursing is the medical in-home assistance. And then number four, I need to be able to count. I'm so excited. No more political ads in three days. So I'm, I'm still distracted by that uh, in the, uh, in the, in the big choir, but uh, number four, 
Hire your own care staff and manage them. I want to talk about that just for a minute. And I touched on this uh, at the Senior Care Symposium last Thursday, and a lot of people don't understand this. So I'm looking at, well, why would I pay this home care company $20 an hour when I could hire maybe an individual for maybe $15 an hour? All right, so so here here's the rub. You are... You're going to be taking on a lot of liability and risk exposure by hiring them. So first of all, how are you going to screen them? I mean, do you really know their background? Are you going to be able to do a a local and state and then a national or a federal level uh, screening? And most people would probably say, well, no, I, I might be able to do a basic check, but nothing in depth. Um, what, what if they just don't show up and you really needed them that day? What if someone falls down the stairs and breaks their arm? Now you have an insurance claim on your homeowners, but will your homeowner's insurance really cover that? Because they were really working for you, really, as an employee in your home. So is that really covered under your homeowner's insurance? What if something goes missing? What if your grandmother's heirloom wedding ring goes missing? What recourse do you really have with a private individual that you found from Craigslist or uh, a community directory or whatever. I mean, do you have recourse? And it doesn't even have to be anything that expensive. Maybe it was inexpensive but had uh, tremendous sentimental value for you. What if something goes missing? What are you going to do? What recourse do you have? And then last but not least, and this isn't very common, but I've definitely heard of it happening, where you I, there, there was a lady. She actually worked and provided care for a couple, so for two people. Everything went great for about a year, then they had a falling out, and this uh, the the staff, the employee person, went and filed for unemployment. And so when they filed for unemployment, then they look back at your work history, and they say, well, they ask, well, what have you been doing the last year? And she said, well, I've been working for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, you have? Well, how, how much have you been paid? Well, how were you paid? Well, cash, and it was $15 an hour. And so guess who knocks on the door a week later? At Mr. and Mrs. Smith's house. That's right. They now owe unemployer, excuse me, employer-based taxes and unemployment, workers' comp, and all this kind of stuff. And oh, by the way, since you didn't report any of that, now you have penalties and interest and everything else. So uh, you become an employer, and you are at risk for that. So how much did that five dollars an hour really save you? I just, I don't. Personally, I'm hiring the home care company at $20 an hour. I'm letting them provide the screening. I'm letting uh, them provide a replacement staff if if the person who is supposed to show up at my house at 8 o'clock, if they can't make it, right, someone else is coming in their place. They take on the liability if someone does injure themselves in, themselves in my home, and if something comes up missing, they're licensed, bonded, and insured, and it has to be replaced by the home care company. That's what you're getting for the difference. Right, I think it's totally worth it. There are also family and friend caregivers, uh, church-based, uh, you know, a lot of senior care ministries in many churches. You can make home modifications, certainly, to age in place, bring in medical equipment and supplies. And, uh, of course, you could also use hospice and or palliative care. And so there are a lot of ways that you can remain independent at home. And that was just, that was, uh, uh, that was just one of the things that I presented at the senior care symposium. And it really, really went over well. So hopefully that is uh, something, uh, some interest, uh, uh, information that will help you out.
and uh, it certainly did at the symposium. All right, so let's wrap up this segment with the Senior Care Live Question of the Week. A Medicare Advantage plan is also known as A, Medicare Part A, B, Medicare Part B, C, Medicare Part C, D, Medicare Part D, or E, none of the above. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by, so you can call literally 24 hours a day, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, uh, if you're not... Uh, if you're nowhere near a radio, okay, but you have Internet access, this program will stream live to any electronic device. Simply go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the Listen Live button, and it will, it'll stream straight to your phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever you have. It is really that simple. All right, let's get back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. A Medicare Advantage plan is also known as a... Medicare Part A, B, Medicare Part B, C, Medicare Part C, D, Medicare Part D, or E, none of the above. And the answer is C, Medicare Part C. Right. So, and I just wanted to touch on this just for a second. Medicare Advantage plans are very attractive, uh, primarily because of their very low monthly premiums. Sometimes they're literally at no charge, which is just amazing. All right. Uh, however, you need to be very, very careful because uh, you can expect out-of-pocket expenses uh, and maybe a lot of out-of-pocket expenses with some of these plans, uh, and they could those expenses could just really add up and be, you know, maybe unaffordable. Okay, so many times you're limited to a particular network of providers with some of the Advantage plans, uh, and this may or may not work for you. It may work out just fine, but it may not. Uh, and if you need to have rehab therapy after a hospitalization, generally speaking, they tend to fall short on the number of rehab days uh, that some of these Medicare Advantage plans will approve. So you have to be very careful when deciding what type of plan is best for your needs. Do not solely focus on the monthly premiums, but look at the entire picture. And here's an example. My mom, for example, uh, she has the traditional, you know, Medicare A and B with a great supplement plan, plan F. And, um, uh, she would, long story short, she was at KU medical center about a year ago for eight long days after a very significant five hour surgery. And do you know what she paid? Zero dollars, not a single penny. Every bit of that was covered. No copays, no Nothing. Okay, so if she would have had an advantage plan, she would have had to have paid, I mean, I don't know how many thousands 
thousands and thousands of dollars in copays and other expenses not covered under the Advantage plan. So although you, you save money every month, she literally would not have been able to afford uh, the thousands of dollars that would have uh, arrived as invoices and bills in her uh, mailbox. So it, it may sound like I'm slamming Advantage plans. I am absolutely not. I'm just saying be very careful if you're shopping around and considering making some changes. All right. So without further delay, would like to introduce my friend, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator. Judy, welcome back to the program. Good morning. It's good to be here. All right. All right. So let's talk about, we only have about five minutes left. Mm-hmm. It's still after, uh, you know, end of the fourth year. It always still shocks me how fast this program goes. But uh, we have another uh, community, a free educational mm-hmm. event coming up here on uh, Wednesday, November the 16th. Yes, we do. November 16th, 9 to noon. This one is again at the Matt Ross Community Center. This time we'll be in the Vista Room, but that's at 81st and Marty in downtown Old Overland Park. So think 81st and Metcalf. It's about a block west from there. Exactly. Very easy to find. If you fell in the pool, you went the wrong way. Just come back upstairs. <laughs> they have an awesome pool over yeah, there. Yeah, they do. Uh, one of my girls was a lifeguard there. I've heard some interesting stories, but it's, it is. It's a very fun place. They have a lot going on there. Yeah. So we'll be upstairs in the Vista Room, registration at 8.30. Uh, Continental Breakfast will be provided. Again, there's no charge for these. This is another one of our three-hour continuing ed for social workers and nurses, materials provided for all other healthcare professionals to self-cement, and, of course, we encourage the family and friend caregiver. And this topic is focusing on living with Alzheimer's. So I'll do a, a short piece um, with this pres- this workshop on a more in-depth look at what we'll talk about here later on in the show about preparing for doctor's appointments and talking with your doctor, but more exclusively for those in a situation dealing with an individual with Alzheimer's. And then, of course, Dr. Jeffrey Burns, um, my friend, your good friend, from the um, KU Medical Center Alzheimer's Research Center, and he will be giving a Really good presentation that takes a look at um, Alzheimer's, a brief overview, current treatments, what's going on in that, and what is really exciting with this one, and, and I don't mean to sound geeky on that, but I'm really excited about this. He's going to do a piece on looking forward into the next era, which is looking at preventative measures. What can we do? to help minimize our risk of getting Alzheimer's and preventing progression of the disease. And, you know, I've had him on the program before, and he's just such a, he's just so easygoing. Yes. Uh, he speaks in English, not mm-hmm. in physician ease, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't speak over anyone's head, uh, although he certainly could, but he doesn't. He doesn't, so but yeah, he just, could. You're just so relatable to him. And uh, I, I remember he said, now he's going to get into specifics, but he, he always said, Steve, if it's good for your heart, it's good for your brain. Yes. Right, so the low cholesterol and the, mm-hmm. you know, the exercise, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's an easy way for me to remember. I know he's going to go into way more depth than that, but I think that's a bullet point summary of that. Well, and I think that's interesting because we're going to find that a lot of what we, what we did know as common sense, we've actually spent a lot of money researching and, and I can't speak to it as eloquently as he will, but it's very true. A lot of the healthy lifestyle choices that we have available to us, we tend to ignore. And that's why about 70% of our healthcare costs 
are on dealing with chronic conditions, serious illnesses, and in many times we had a lot of power to impact how that played out. Absolutely. And I've seen the studies, and I, I certainly can't quote it uh, right now off the top of my head. Uh, I need to find it so I can quote it on the mm-hmm. on the program in the near future. But I, I read this in-depth study, and they said that people who've played piano, mm-hmm. and, and there was a longevity there. So I believe it was five or ten years or longer. So it wasn't dabbling, but playing. Right, You're really exercising your brain. You're using left and right side yes. uh, of everything. And and they had this dramatic reduction in the incidence of Alzheimer's. And just yes. brain exercise. And you could do mm-hmm. that. You could apply that. To, uh, I mean, music is a big one. It's a big deal in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I shared this with uh, my daughter's piano teacher. She's like, yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's one of the sharpest ladies you've mm-hmm. ever met. And she's in her 70s and uh, sharp as a tax. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what, this is, and I've said this before, but for our listeners, if you're, if you have been impacted by Alzheimer's directly, indirectly, you need to be here. You can also ask Dr. Burns a question directly because at the end of this uh, continuing education event, the last 30 minutes will be Q&A and uh, we'll be available, but guaranteed he's going to get 95% of the questions uh, from the audience. So it's free of charge. Go to SeniorCareLive.com and then just click on the free educational events. It's right there on the front page. It'll take you uh, straight over to the page where you can uh, scroll down and, and click register here. It literally takes 30 seconds. I've already done it for some of our uh, folks who have called in. It takes 30 seconds to sign up. You could also call 913-945-2800 and uh, call Senior Care Consulting to register over the phone. But we'll have a lot more about this event right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, one 800 331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by, so call anytime, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss the broadcast or you want to share it with someone else after the fact, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and there you'll see all of the previously aired episodes you just click the little play button and boom you're in and it'll stream right to you and uh, that way you'll never miss an episode and i'll tell you what i have just recently talked to several people who say hey i discovered your program and and uh, when i discovered it i i've listened i tune in every saturday i've had people say hey listen i've been i've been tuning into your program for years i never miss it keep up the good work and i just can't tell you how much i appreciate that positive feedback so uh so thanks for that and so judy uh let's just kind of touch one more time on the uh, on the event it's wednesday november the 16th from nine to noon at the matt ross community center sign in at eight thirty. enjoy a free continental breakfast and uh and then get ready to hear uh, our very own judy wechter and then dr burns talk about uh all things alzheimer's and again if your life if you have been impacted by alzheimer's directly or indirectly 
You need to be there. You could actually ask Dr. Burns. He's the co-director of the KU Alzheimer's Disease Center. There's, and they are one of 31 accredited uh, Alzheimer's Research Center in the country. This is we have a jewel, an absolute gem, right here on our own backyard. You could ask him a question. Okay, so and, and this doesn't happen every day. So if you're interested, you need to sign up. It's free of charge. Our friends in healthcare get free continuing education mm-hmm. credits, three to be exact. And you'll walk out with your with your uh, CE right there in your hand. Family and friend caregivers, you are also welcome and encouraged to attend. You'll get a certificate of completion. You can uh, sign up at SeniorCareLive.com. Just go to the educational tab and you can register online or call 913-945-2800. And Judy, you're going to be talking about how to prepare for a visit with your doctor. I think that this is a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. And I'm going to throw in, they can also do a a search on Eventbrite and just look for living with Alzheimer's or events in the Overland Park area Uh or the date and and be able to find it as well if they uh, want to do it that way also. But the portion of my talk is certainly not going to be as um oh i i don't mind to make undermine it and make it sound like it's not important but it's more of a companion piece to what dr burns is doing and i'll focus more on that date about dealing with those appointments with someone with alzheimer's but a lot of the key pieces are pretty much the same it's just that you know in the past our our patient doctor relationships were pretty one directional and the doctor was the one, of course, who took the lead, and, and we followed. And it was more of an authoritative relationship, whereas today these are more partnerships. Yeah. And there's a lot more investigative work that goes on because, to be honest, when you go into the doctor's office, we don't hook you up to a polygraph and see if you're really telling us the truth or not. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we investigate and we ask questions, and based on what you tell us, that's what guides the appointment and where we look. And, you know, that's a good way to, to, to describe that, too, because I know my relationship with my doctor, it is definitely a partnership. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, and I have lots and lots of questions. It's definitely not a, uh, an authoritative or a one-way street. It's, uh, and and it, it works really, really well that way. So. Well, typically we come in for one of three reasons. We come in to treat a, a current or a present problem. We come in because we're trying to prevent a foreseeable problem. Or it's, it's to promote some, you know, opportunity. Am I a candidate for this or something like that? But it all requires it as the patient that we speak up and that we tell our doctor if there's something bothering us. We can't just wait for the physician to pick up on it. We need to, to provide some clues so that they know what direction to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And that requires us to do some work. It's not just asking questions at the appointment if we don't understand something. Um, especially if they are talking in terms that are unfamiliar or too technical. You know, I, I probably drive my doctor crazy. I, I have my phone uh-huh. and I have like the little notes yes. program. Uh, and so, so that I won't forget it because I'll forget it if, if uh-huh. I don't write it down. I actually put it in my phone and then I, I, and I ask questions. I, I, I never forget a question. It helps tremendously. Even if you go in, this is a great time to do it. They've got all of the um, last of the school supply items on, on clearance so that they can get all the rest of the holiday stuff out. I think they're putting Valentine's out now since That's today's ridiculous. November. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> That's but, not much of a stretch, though. No, it's probably not, unfortunately. Um, when we, even just a spiral notebook, you know, something that you can I write you were in. you going to say Big Chief tablet. Oh, I love those. <laughs> I, I did too. I actually have a, a cabinet that was my grandmother's, and she always had a big chief tablet and crayons in this uh-huh. one side. And 
my brother will visit, and he always opens that door expecting to see the big chief yeah, tablet. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you, know, um, you know we're showing our age. I was just thinking, I wonder how many people even know what a big chief tablet is, or one big red and one big blue pencil. Well, I, I think I think our listeners are are. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, of the generation. Oh, I, I think most of our listeners are going to know uh, about the big chief tablets. So I, I think we're good. Okay, but we're still showing our age, though. <laughs> that's okay. okay. You, I, I'm okay with getting old. I <laughs> I hear the other alternative, and it, it just really doesn't appeal that to stinks, me right now. It? Yeah, 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 it's not my plan. <laughs> Well, the other thing that we can do is um, make sure your doctor knows. If you're unsure unsure about a treatment or a surgery that they're proposing, um, tell me you want to hear about the other options. There there may be other choices. But to do all of this, we, we have to start at the beginning, which means we've got to prepare for the appointment. And we have to have a clear idea of why we're going, what it is that we hope to accomplish, and make sure that we're able to then focus on the things that are important. Because if we don't, take time to list and prioritize our concerns. We're very likely to leave something out. And we want to make sure that those most important concerns are going to be discussed first. And and that's for more than one reason. One, it's the most important, so it should come first. Yeah. The other thing is um, there was a, there's a quote in healthcare that says, if it bleeds, it leads. We tend to, if something is bleeding, we pay more attention to it yeah. than something you else. Have to prioritize it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the other piece to this is what we have learned about physician appointments and how they work. And this is kind of a startling fact. And, and the reality is stay on the show because we'll, I'll give you some that make us as the patients not look so good. But on average, uh, the average doctor's appointment only lasts seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Oh, my. Time with the physician. Even more startling, the length of time that a patient talks before the physician interrupts is on average 18 seconds. Oh, my. That means that they are listening for what you're saying, and then they're going to interrupt and redirect you and re-guide you, hopefully to get to the point. However, if you didn't start with the most important topic or in the right place in the scenario, he may take you, hear something totally different and take you to a place that wasn't really where you intended to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, again, that partnership piece is, is really important. So when we come in, we want to, again, have that list. What are our priorities? Start out there. Um, have an awareness, make a list of what your health and life changes might be. If there's been any new illnesses or medical conditions or a surgery, um, be able to describe things like your symptoms. When did they start? How often do they occur? Is there anything that makes them better or that makes them worse? And very, very importantly is how is this affecting your life? How is it affecting your daily activities? Is it changing the way you do things? Because that is telling me that it has changed your functional ability. Are you are you living differently? I hurt my knee a couple years ago, had surgery on it. I wear different shoes. I walk a different gait. I do the stairs differently. I drive with a pillow to support my knee. I have to sleep differently. It has impacted the way that I perform a Everything. lot. Of, yes, yeah. a lot of things. And that's important. From walking to driving to sitting to sleeping. It, 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 it impacts everything. It touched everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It does. Um, they need to know if we've been to the emergency room for anything, even if it might have been minor. You may be due for a tetanus shot or something. Um, but usually if you're in the ER, it's not terribly minor or you wouldn't be in something called emergency. The emergency room, right. right. 
Um, have you had any specialist visits? Um, anymore, we have a different physician for every body part. And they're, you know, the ankle bone is connected to the leg bone. So they kind of need to know what's going on with yeah. those other body parts. Changes in your, your appetite, your weight, your sleep, your energy level. Those are clues as to what's functioning or not functioning inside your body. If there's been any changes to your medicine. And, you know, even any recent personal losses, um, emotional events, a, a divorce, a loss of a job, a move, a sick child, an ill family member, loss of a pet. All of those things impact our support system and our structure, and that's important to know. Just because your employer gives you three days off for bereavement doesn't mean that your grief and your grief are taken care of in three days. That's right. And, you know, for example, you know, when, when my dad passed mm-hmm. away, you know, I, I took three or four days off. Um, but, I mean, that lasted, <laughs> yeah, three days didn't touch it. Right. Uh, it it talk a couple of years. Yes. Uh, so, so you just, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I actually, I noticed this might be getting off topic a little bit, but, uh, I've noticed in the last two or three years that it, in my particular doctor's office, I, I see an internal medicine doc, they're paying a lot more attention to mental health mm-hmm. and, and asking more questions around that and asking, how are you feeling? And, and I, they're just paying more attention to it, I think, than I think I noticed they used to. Yes, I think they are, and I think that that is indicative of those that are are more up-to-date and more um, fluent on those patient interactions. And and I just think it's so important. The whole mental health aspect of of everything has really, I think, largely been underserved, ignored. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, uh, but it it demands some significant attention, and I'm starting to see that at my own doctor. So, all right, so uh, for our listeners Hang on, stay tuned, uh, don't change that dial. We're going to talk more about uh, how to prepare for your visit with your doctor. More right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Back to my friend and guest, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator. And Judy, uh, this is just, I think, a really interesting and helpful topic how to prepare for your next uh, doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and, and, and visiting with your doctor. And you get seven seconds, uh, seven seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may feel like seven seconds. You get seven minutes. You can talk 18 seconds. You better be prepared. <laughs> you better be moving fast and listening close. Holy uh, cow. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that you can't have more, but again, the, the appointment gets booked on what you said your significant need was. So yeah. if you're coming in for a big need, you get a big time slot. If you come in for one small check, your blood pressure, but you have a list of three other things you want to go over, they haven't carved time out for that. So, you may need to come back uh, right. and schedule another appointment to talk about some of these other things. Right. It's not that they won't do it. They didn't know that that was what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And and they haven't got their mind flipped 
yeah. um, to, so to speak, to be doing that. And and that makes brings me to another point because people sometimes think it, it seems unnecessary, but you have to bring the information that they're going to need about your other doctors, about your pharmacy. You know, what are their names, phone numbers, addresses? Many physicians have names that are very, very similar or identical, just like we do. Um, there may be at multiple offices. Um, you can't just say you fill your prescriptions at Target on Metcalf because if you go up and down Metcalf from 635 all the way out to Stillwell or however far Metcalf goes to yeah. the south, how many Targets are you going to pass? You yeah. know, I, I don't know which one you need. And we can't expect them to have time to sit and look all of that up. It's really our responsibility to bring that information. Same with a, keeping a medication list. They know what they ordered. They don't know what you're really doing and taking. They have no idea what the changes are in your medical history. If it didn't happen in their office, they're not going to know about it. Specifically, if it's about your, your um, family history or your first, second generation family members. And on the medications, they also really need to know like the truth about your over-the-counter medications, yeah. any herbal remedies. I mean... That's this is a, that's a big big deal. Some of these things uh, may not work well with the medication that they want to prescribe. Not at all. And this is one of my pet peeves because um, we are are bad about this too. I had I had very pleasant parents. They were great neighbors, but horrible patients. And if you asked my mother questions about her medications, no, she didn't have any trouble taking them. No, she kept on top of them, didn't need help setting up her medication box. She did that herself. She liked to be aware of what was in there and what was going on. It all sounded really high function and a very attentive, involved patient. What it meant was whatever the heck she felt like putting in the box went in there. And whatever the <laughs> heck she felt like taking, she sometimes took. It had nothing to do so with... So she told you what you wanted to hear. She but didn't really follow through with that. No. She's, and if you didn't ask specifically, are you taking the medications that I ordered as I ordered them, you weren't going to get that, that answer. Uh, yep. And even with my father, you know, do you have any trouble taking your pills? Nope, doing fine. Yep, well, doing fine. Doing fine, Doc. That meant that if I swallow a pill, I have no trouble swallowing a pill. It did not mean I'm taking the pills you prescribed. Yeah. So, again, we have to... Um, Ask for the answer we're seeking. Otherwise, um, we're just going to get high social skills. Um, think about things that you might need. Do you need to bring a family member or a friend with you um, to help you interpret the information, retain the information, um, stay focused? We know that being in the doctor's office increases our, our anxiety, even for a normal appointment. White, so- white coat syndrome. It's huge. Yep, yep. White coat syndrome. You get uh, your blood pressure can go up. Yes. You forget the things you're supposed to talk about, and and it's you just you're kind of nervous, you know. Well, they say even just being put in a hospital gown uh, alone, that one step lowers our retention of information, but it can go clear on up to as high as losing eighty percent of what you were told when you factor in people that are there. After, say, a hospitalization, they come in, they're post-surgery, they're on medications for pain, um, they still are a little groggy maybe from anesthetic, then you put them in the hospital gown. I mean, each one of those things just drops the retention more and more. Well, and I, I mentioned my mom being in the ho- at KU Med for eight long days, two couple of them in ICU, a lengthy surgery, mm-hmm. and, and I took her to every single specialist, every single follow-up to make sure we heard the same thing and that we're on the same page 
uh, so that she didn't hear something wrong and, and, and we followed through on everything. I was with her every time. Right. It makes a huge difference. And especially in those situations, sometimes just getting themselves through the day is all they can do. But to, to do all of that, lot, lot going on. Yeah. Um, think about the obvious things, you know, wear your glasses, bring your hearing aids. Um, if there's a language barrier, let them know if you're going to need an interpreter. Um, tell a physician, you know, if you need him to slow down. And uh, if you need the printed material, print it in a larger font so that you can read it. It's not that they won't do it. It's that they may not know we need to do it. We know that statistically, this is where I, I kind of complain about us as patients, but one out of every four patients admits that they lie to their doctor. Now, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, you know, it typically seems to be because they don't want to be scolded about, you know, their diet, their exercise, oh, yeah. about, yeah. you know, they ha- they're drinking too much, they're still smoking, they're not following the plan of care that the physician has recommended to them, um, that kind of thing. But this is a big deal because the results of that have serious effects, not just on your overall health, but on your longevity, too, yeah. you would not go in and tell the the mechanic that you just needed an oil change when you knew that you were hearing, you know, clanging in the in the engine and that it wasn't starting and things like that. Yeah. If you're not honest, they don't have the right information to guide them to the body parts that they need to be paying attention to. So we can't really be mad when we don't get what we needed. And, again, we're taking time off work. We're paying for these appointments. We're paying for the prescriptions. If we're not – and being honest, you know, if you're not going to do what the physician is saying, you know, tell them what are my other choices because I can't see me being that strict about my diet or those type of things. And that will make a difference, too, because when we tell the whole truth, when they know our habits – it helps them to understand not only our condition, but to recommend the best treatment choices for us. So we need to see the doctor's office as a safe place to share information and to remember that we are teaching physicians in medical school how to have a good bedside manner. They call it the four C's, the compassion, competency, communication, um, and convenience. We all want our health care to be convenient. But none of us are going to school to learn how to be the best patients so that the physicians can get from us what they need. So this whole partnership takes an active role on all of our parts in order for it to be effective. And we all need to be involved in managing our disease and our condition and sharing the information so that the physician isn't just giving us recommendations that they know we're going to crumple up and throw away as soon as we walk out the door. Well, I would say if you're seeing a physician and you're afraid to be honest with them because they may judge you or they may think differently or whatever, guess what? Time to change your physician. Either, you, yeah. you better find a physician that you're comfortable with that you could be totally honest with, even if it's something embarrassing mm-hmm. and not feel like you're being judged, but you're being helped by a caring physician, caring, smart, knowledgeable physician and right. help them help you. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, Judy, thanks so much. As always, just thank totally you. appreciate all the information that, that you provide us uh, and our listeners here. So thank you very much for being here today. Appreciate it. All right. And to everyone listening, I am so honored that you spent part of your day listening to this program. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. And I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.